0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back, everybody. It's another musician's mastermind on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. We've got uh, Kerry, J.K., and Joe Freeman here. Uh, today we're going to talk about assembling your team. Now, even though it's called DIY, that doesn't mean that you're going to literally <laughs> be doing everything yourself doing everything yourself is a fast track to burnout
1: on today's call we
0: will discuss the importance of surrounding yourself with a good team who can help you reach your music business goals okay guys uh we did Mm -hmm. a little bit of research on this this week and um so uh and and we all have a lot of experience with this so i think this is something that we could Mm -hmm. probably bring some shed some light on does uh what does uh who, who wants to jump in first and the silence is loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, by team, we I mean
2: let, let's just let's just talk about this. By team, we don't just mean like entourage that goes around you if you're on the road that you're uh, full time on your payroll. It's everybody who does something for you.
0: Um, exactly, and also. I want to make this timely so there is no on the road right now. So Mm -hmm. we're going to kind of like – so a lot of the resources that you find online talk about, you know, uh, somebody, you know, uh, an agent, a tour manager and stuff like that. That is uh, – those things are superfluous at the moment. So I don't want to really spend too much time talking about um, those type of situations. I'm talking about the kind of team that you need. So I broke it down like this. Maybe this will help you guys. out. I broke it down a creative mm-hmm. team and a business team, mm-hmm. and they do crossover. I mean, right? Your video editor is a kind of combination vi- business and uh, creative. You know what I mean? So there is some crossover. It's not a hard line drawn, but just to kind of get some handle on what we're talking about. Um, so, uh, what would you? What would be the first thing, Carrie? You would say somebody should be say you are an artist. You are not. You don't have a band. You're, you're, you're kind of a so-called solo artist.
2: So what do you have at this point? Let's, uh, what do you start? Let's with? make this. So, um, yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're starting out as a solo artist. You don't have a band, but you do have a, do you have, um, do you have a demo? Do you have an EP? Do you have an album? What do you have?
0: Um, you have some songs that you're writing. You've, you've, are you're recording them, you know, at home. Should mm-hmm. you consider, here's what I'm, I'm trying to lead you. Uh, I'll give you a hint. <laughs> Should you consider like a like a, a producer? so well, again, help this, you kind of sort of things out and make them sound good.
2: OK, let's uh, let's let's establish another ground rule here. My okay. my approach to hiring anybody um, is two things. Um, they have to be good at what they do or well, they just have to be better at doing whatever it is than I am.
0: And, they and have if to they're be, not
2: and, and if they're not better at whatever it is than I am, then I'll probably look for someone who is
0: another good ground rule for this whole conversation is. And we'll just say at the beginning, like, don't hire people till you're ready for them. <laughs> OK, mm. no sense in hiring a producer if you've never if you haven't written yeah. any songs yet. <laughs> but that but that also
2: goes hand in hand with know what they do. Exactly. So you should. So whatever it is, you need to be able to do a little bit so you at least understand what it is. Like, um, I have a friend who um, used to um, – he, he's, he's been around the world doing – one of the things he used to do was he was a manager at a restaurant in Bahrain. And um, and, when he, and um, the guy who took him under his ring to teach him this, he said one of the first things you do when, um, when you come into that restaurant, he said the first thing I did when I took over this restaurant is I went into the kitchen and I learned to cook every, every dish on the menu
1: hmm.
2: because I want to know – what's going out to the customers. I want to know everything that's gone in there. I need to know the process. So then I can maximize the, the restaurant. So that it's going to be efficient. And so that everyone in front of house who orders those dishes, um, they're going to get it. And it's going to be good. Cause I want to know what goes into it. So, I mean, that doesn't mean that he's the best cook there, but he need, at least he needed to know what the process was. And, so, and he made it, and made it a point of knowing. So another and thing
0: know- to do before you hire, consider hiring somebody's dabble in it, at least get your, You know, fingers a little Mm. dirty, messing around with it yourself to get an idea of what it is.
1: I think Mm. that goes in conjunction with the fact when you're first starting anything, you either have more time or money. And when you're first getting involved, you need a certain level of expertise. So measure what you have. You have more time, more money, level of expertise. Where do you, what do you hate doing and you're just not good at? It's going to be a waste of your time. And therefore, if you have some money to throw for it, at it, make sure you vet everyone you use. Meaning, you go out and look at what they're actually doing and what they've done for others. Don't just go on their on their website or their testimonials. Actually, look at what they're doing and make sure they're able to do what they yeah. say they're going to do for you.
2: But also know the level you're at. Um, I mean, I know we sort of steered away from the tour today. I know we, I know we um, steered away from the tour manager thing and that because we're not doing live at the moment. But using that example. You do not start out touring arenas or certainly not touring at the level that you're going to need a tour manager and um, what was in, in um, the articles we read. Um, initially, you're going to be doing much smaller venues, what we've called the to- toilet circuit, and you do not need a tour manager and um, all of that to do that. And that is the level where you're learning the ropes and you're learning what the business is. When you hire a tour manager is when you're ready to go up a level from that. And if you try to skip up a level too soon, you are going to crash and burn. Because I mean, this is the same with any business. I mean, like, you could go around and look up so many business failures, and often it's because they just tried to be too big too quickly, they didn't build it up. And, um, and it's the same with this you start um, when you're starting small, then it's not so bad to be able to dabble in every little bit of it because early on. You can dabble in every aspect of the business, at least enough to know what's going on. And that's how you know there that, right, now I need somebody who's going to do this bit with me. Now I know that somebody do this bit with me. And then when you go to that person, you know what it is. Record labels are a great example with this. I've said before that in this day and age, because it's become more artist-centric now and um, it's not all about record labels, the question isn't now about how do I get signed, it's do I need to get signed yet? And, and if you go in now thinking straight away from the word to go, I'm going to get signed so someone else will do all the work before you're ready, then um, any record label worth the salt will be saying, why haven't you um, done all the groundwork yourself first? Because that's what's expected. And the ones that don't are probably going to be operating on such a level that you could have... In Zeitgeist Zero, we had deals on the table. But then when we looked at them, we realised they weren't actually doing anything we were not already doing ourselves except taking a huge percentage of the proceeds. Um, yeah. So at that point, we're thinking, well, the t- um, when, when somebody puts a deal on the table where they actually can get us somewhere we couldn't get otherwise, that's the day we get signed. But right here, right now, they need to be doing better than we are. And you don't know that until you've um, rolled up your sleeves and you've gone in there. And early on, with this is the other thing, early on with, um, with anything, a lot of people forget this. The first couple of years of anything you set out out to do is when you make your mistakes. And you're going to make those mistakes whether you've hired other people or not. And the good people around there will be able to tell you where they are. So um, you need to give yourself the chance to be making those mistakes, learning from them, and then acting on it with the right people who will bring it in. Um, You don't really want to be sort of like aiming for a level where it's going to torpedo you that we're talking about the sort of we're talking about the sorts of mistakes where that get you ignored maybe um but- what,
0: what what i think we can do here is make this a little bit more basic um i think mm. when i'm talking about what i'm thinking when i think of team the first thing i think of is just maybe somebody to handle take a few small things off your plate mm. not somebody to completely do the whole thing for you and you just sit back and act like a rock star. Mm. So I think, and and I've done this in the past and I know other people, uh, have as well is if you teach lessons, uh, sometimes the first team members will be students that, you know, Hey, you know, you want a couple free lessons this week. Um, I need you to whatever, uh, fill in the blank, um, you know, come up with, you know, a couple of interesting, uh, facebook posts or you know you know how to edit these photos you know can you edit these photos for me or whatever Mm -hmm. um you know just in a small kind of way get used to um and joe i know you've had a lot of experience with this with folks in the philippines and stuff like that but getting used to giving people direction and instructions um so i think that the, the way to ease yourself into bringing any kind of team because also you don't know because you know and I've seen this happen I know, I'm thinking of a guy you know off offhand I'm, who was very very successful music teacher and he's had a few students that he just like they didn't know a lot when they start but he saw them every week because he was giving them guitar lessons and he started having them do little things and they've become like really integral folks in his business and he has a now has a you know six seven figure a year uh, teaching business and he just brought these kids up slowly, you know, giving them little things to do, do this, do this, do this. run this errand for me, get this for me, take care of this, um, just slowly over time and got used to knowing what they could do, knowing what they could, figure out what they had to learn. Um, oh, no, I didn't give good enough instructions here, Joe. You know, you know what that's about, you know, when you're not detailed enough mm-hmm. when you're talking to somebody. So I think the first place you might be thinking about team, uh, uh, building a team would be in that sphere. Look at at something that you know that has to get done, maybe you suck at, don't like doing whatever, and see, do you have somebody around you um, it's, you know, a guitar student, music student of some kind. Um, maybe if it's a band, maybe there's somebody who's close to the band who really likes the band. I don't know. Maybe it's a, 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 you know, a child of somebody or maybe it's a, a, a spouse or a friend or something like that. And start giving, handing off little things for them to do and see how, how it works. Um, a lot of times you can get folks to do stuff for you for free or for exchange for things like lessons and stuff like that. So it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. So just start asking people in your circle, you know, make sure you know them. You probably know somebody who's good at a few different things that could be helpful to you. And this, I would say is the first way to kind of get your feet wet with a team. What do you, what do you think about that, Joe? So when you
1: go into that, mostly when I've dealt with that, it's either been like, um, you know, answering and interacting with people in a Facebook group, um, doing social media posts, doing copy here and there, doing, um, you know, coming up with creative ideas, doing a little bit of design work, those type of things, a little bit of digital marketing stuff that you can break digital marketing. There's all kinds of little intricate pieces you can break down and give to someone. And it comes down to as you develop your, your circle of influence. So whether it be your students, other people in a mastermind or group that you're in, um, you are hiring out in the Philippines and you're using a, one of the sites that are out there or you know maybe you started doing it and people are reaching out to you, um, which you need to know a basic level, at least, of what you're doing. And then you need to give them as much as you can to tell them, okay, I need you to do this and see where they run with it. If they run with it and they way surpass what you even imagined, then you want to hold on to them. Um, And, you know, just realize that every relationship you build in that way, though, there's going to be times when they don't do exactly what you Mm -hmm. thought because sometimes you don't know exactly what you want. And sometimes you do, and you're just, you've got to figure out the communication. So I've over given details to where it took me two times the amount of time to do a piece because I was giving so much detail. Um, but if that allows the person you're working with to learn, and eventually they can take it over without as much detail, that's great. If it doesn't, then that's a problem because you're trying to save yourself time.
0: Mm. Um be prepared, though. In any case, at it, it, it the level of, we're talking to indie musicians, we're not talking to uh, you know, quote unquote, like you know, uh, signed artists or you know, big time rock stars or whatever. You're gonna be you have to be prepared to work with this. You're gonna be prepared to give detailed instructions. Be prepared to be involved. This is not. We're not talking about okay, get signed and then you know, I can just coast. I can just like you know. Chill by the pool all day and, and drink, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mai tais and you know be a rock star. That's not that's not what the team does for you. Okay, the mm-hmm. team is designed to fill in the gaps on your lack of uh, time, energy, and uh, skill. There's a lot of stuff you do not know how to do, and there's a lot of stuff I would tell you do not do. Do not design a website. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Just, just don't, don't, don't waste. Ask your team. Ask your folks. Ask people around you. Maybe you got, you got somebody's got a kid who's like good, you know, with code or whatever, and likes to do stuff like that. And you know, you could buy him a gift card, and he'll, yeah. you know, make a, you know, get your website up and running for you. I mean, like, don't. I, we're not. I'm not talking about going out and hunking down thousands of dollars for top industry. <laughs> professionals or anything like that we're talking about starting to build those folks running because uh those people that are already doing that they don't need to hear this podcast um the people who need to hear this podcast are the people who are trying to do everything themselves drive themselves crazy and so it t- comes down to asking yourself a lot of questions and then being prepared this doesn't mean you're not going to be involved it means you're going to be talking. Yeah, you can have your hands in there <laughs>
2: I, I design my websites, but that's because it's part of the aesthetic process. process. And sometimes when I'm putting a project together, um, the process of building the website will be part of how I'm finalizing what I'm actually going to be okay, putting out. You're, basic. you're
0: you're different than me. What I would <laughs> might do is draw it on a piece of paper and send <laughs> it to you and say, well, this is kind of what I want to see. But to sit down and drag and put this here and drop it there, I don't have – I don't have – the patience uh, to to do stuff like that. And anything you've ever done for me, Carrie has been way better (laughs) than I could have done myself. My friend, I can tell you that same way with Joe. I, I would say though that I've worked with
1: quite a few different agencies trying to help them with their clients. And when it comes to building a website or any marketing whatsoever, I like what Lou just said there about asking questions because we really need to know, like, who you are, what you're about, what do you stand for, what don't you stand for, um, what your copy is going to be about. I believe that the copy and your persona, like you build a you, as a musician, you build a persona for yourself. You build a character. You build, you know, a theme or a message in your music. If you can't portray that. Um, or don't have anything for us to look at to see that um, in what you've already done, then your website's not going to be um, everything it could be. Yeah. Or it's going to take us super longer to figure that out for you. Um, and therefore, it's probably going to cost you more. Well, so I-, I like the idea of asking questions. Well, like let- you should be asking yourself questions about those things. Who are you? What do you stand for?
0: That, that, that is, Mm. we've, we've, we've talked about, we've done podcasts on that. I will, I'm going to just give you guys some of my experience with this. Like I, you know, I hired Joe several months ago and it was, I'm just in a little different position than a lot of you guys out there. I just, I, I just, I have some income that I can use for stuff like this. And, um, it was right, Joe. It was like the first, what, few months at least was you getting to know me, getting to know my brand, getting to know what I wanted to do, who I was getting to know this business. And, um... So be prepared for stuff like – to deal with stuff like that when you're hiring people because you may have like – you may know somebody who's an awesome copywriter, but maybe they don't know music. Or you may know somebody who's, uh, you know, can – you know, is, is – you know, I don't know. We'll pick whatever. It's great with social media or whatever, but then maybe they don't understand your brand. So you, there's going to be that period uh, of getting – now, you can find people that are in your niche – and are already doing this. So you, so a way around this might be, and I'm just going to toss this out is look at some of your friends who are in your niche. And if you love their website or you think that they're, um, Uh, Their funnel is just absolutely killer. Ask them who did it. And if they did it themselves, maybe because you're a fellow musician, you know, they'd like to make a couple extra bucks on the side and they would be willing to work with you, you know, for a uh, a good price. Maybe you could exchange gigs or you could do something like that. So, um, you know, it isn't all about just going out and hiring. The reason I hired Joe is because Joe and I are in a mastermind together a different one uh, than this. And uh, he really impressed me with his his knowledge of funnels. So uh, he was the guy I know, like and trust. So I, I felt like I could trust him. I felt like I see him all the time. And so I, I didn't feel like he was somebody who's going to like vanish on me. <clears throat> so this is another point of hiring people is, you know, is the person reliable? Whatever you're going to have them do, it doesn't make they can be the greatest publicist in the world. But if they don't have time for you, <laughs> or if they're if they're or if they're sick every other week, or you know whatever their you know their you know their family situation is too distracting and they can't, then, then it doesn't matter. You know, we all have had that situation where we've been in either either worked in a company or worked for a business or owned a business where you know there's an employee who maybe does a, a great job, but they never show up to work on time. You know, stuff like that. Like that's not. It doesn't matter then. They, they become kind of, they're kind of canceling themselves out. So if you're no, not very look, no good to anyone. <laughs> yeah. So, so reliability is, is really important, whether it is somebody who's just running errands for you or somebody who is designing your website or somebody like Joe, who's a master at copywriting and, and funnels, um, you know, make sure that they are, you know, if you got a question, they can answer it. They're available, et cetera.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, this this is one of the things when I sort of looked at sort of five uh, people per hour in these sites. Um, one of the, one of the thing one of the things with many of those sites there, and one and what makes it so fiercely competitive, is that accessibility is one of the main selling points that a lot of them will have. Is that if you go to them with a job, then. Um, they will sort, of, sort of, they'll drop everything to do it within 24 hours. And that will be – when I looked at that with some of my things, I thought, well, I know I can't commit to that so I've got other stuff I can't do. So there's a lot of people there who will prioritize things to that degree. Um, I don't know if they actually come through with it when you test them on it. But um, here, here's,
0: here's the thing, and, I just, and we've mentioned Fiverr before. Fiverr, Upwork, um, there's a bunch of sites like that online. Listen, here's the thing. You're gonna try people. You're gonna go through people. I have a brick and mortar business, and we are, you know, well, I I used to there used to be slow to hire, fast to fire. Now I hire and fire like it's going out of style. (laughs) I don't like I I bring because uh, you know I you uh, Joe you know Gary Vaynerchuk is right yeah well he talks about this he's like I'll hire anybody. He says, but I also fire people very, very quickly. He says, because he's, I, I, the only way you're going to know if somebody's going to work sometimes is if, you give them, is if you give them a quick try. And that's the thing I do like about Fiverr is you could try somebody out super low cost and see like what they're like. And if they suck, you don't have to hire them again. It might maybe cost you fifteen, twenty, twenty-five dollars to do some little thing. Try them out for something small, and if they feel like they come through, you can give them something a little bit better. If they screw up, fire them and get the next person because uh, the people on the on Fiverr are hungry. They are trying, especially right now. Um, They're all really trying to please. So um, it's a buyer's market for for uh, for. Uh, uh, for stuff like that but you got to try people out Carrie. you, you know you're going to get total you're going to get total flakes and you know morons and you're also but th- there are good folks out there that are reliable and will show up and, and, and do what you want but you just got to find them mm. so that's another thing be, be patient guys if you're hiring people you're looking to do this like you know one 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 artist you know that you hired to design the uh, artwork for your song might be like an idiot and you know I I had a guy do this, um, and this was somebody who was a member of my inner circle. Who uh, you know, I paid and never came through with anything. But I found a guy in (laughs) Fiverr, a total stranger from another country, and he designed a really badass uh, uh, artwork for my last song, Acid Queen. Did a great job, you know. We went back and forth, boom, boom, boom. About three days, we had to hold it hammered out.
2: That's another one as well, where you gave that guy some real direct. so I remember we did that together. Yeah, you had the concepts, and I think I got my little whiteboard out and I sketched it out, and then you—that's you, what. So that was something where you went in, giving that guy some serious direction. That, and that said is exactly that, what you very wanted. Very important.
0: Very important. No, no. You. Right. What's the song by Joe Jackson? You can't get what you want. till you know what you want? <laughs> mm. So you got to know exactly what you. Some of these people you really got to know. Don't expect people to suss it out for you. That's what you're. So let's talk a bit about teams. Let's let's move on from people you're directly hiring. One of the things I have on my list are mentors and coaches, and I would also add masterminds. Um, this because being part of having a being having a coach or a mentor or being a part of a mastermind allows you to bring these ideas out and the team, your friends in the mastermind or your coach can like help you sort it out so that when you go to that guy on Fiverr, like like I did, Carrie helped me we it was much easier because we knew what we were talking about right off the bat, instead of uh, just kind of like really being, cause sometimes you can't get a handle on things yourself. What would you guys say to uh, coaches, mentors and masterminds?
1: Mm.
2: You need someone to keep you out of your own ass.
1: <laughs> if you can get them to do that. Yeah. 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 You, you don't you want to yes, man. You got to vet your, your coaches and your masterminds just as much as you would anyone doing work for you. You go mm. in there, you, um, you know, you mix it up with the people, you try to get as much as you can out of it. If you're looking for accountability and you're looking for someone to actually work with you, then, um, you know, you, you've got to go in there with that mindset and let the coach know that, hey, you know, is, this is what I'm looking for. Is this what you can provide um, type of thing? Because just like Lou said with the artist and I said with, you know, people from the Philippines and everything else you need to know what you want before you go into every situation. So if you go into that mastermind, you're going to meet different people. They're going to become part of your circle of influence and you're going to get a lot out of it, but you need to know what you want to get out of it. And you need to let them know that. And, you know, also, I guess I should reframe that when you're going into a mastermind and, and a coaching situation, you're also providing as well it's not all about what you're going to get. You're also providing a lot of value and you're learning like me, myself, I learned what value I had by going into a mastermind. I didn't realize the value I had to give. Um, Yeah.
0: I I think that's uh, that it is something that you have to consider. In fact, if I was to start somebody with something, you know, I would say look into coaching and or some sort of mastermind uh, because that because that way you can get that feedback and you can get your ideas kind of like a little bit more together in your head before you go and hire an artist video vid, uh, because the, the, the mastermind is going to help you know like oh well, what's the purpose of doing this video I don't know I just want to do a video well why are you doing a video uh, uh, and then you go you go through this whole process they'll question you over if they're good. They'll want to, you know, they'll make you think mm-hmm. about like, okay, well, what's the market? Like, what are you? Tr- who are you trying to attract with this video? What are you trying to do? So now, okay, now I know because I thought about all the stuff and these, these guys like kind of like held my feet to the fire and, you know, put me under the gun to make me really kind of like we and we work. We all worked it out. Now, when I when I call a videographer up, I say, I want to do this kind of video in this kind of location because I know what my brand is. I know what my target market is. I know what I want to communicate. I know what the song is about. I know how I want it to all kind of like come together. So that's the kind of thing like a good mentor or mastermind can help you do. So you waste less on, you know, down the road with the videographer, the video editor, the artist, whatever, even the band and the producer. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why we do
2: this as well. This is how you avoid ending up with a website, with a shutterstock website, with um, the stock <laughs> images, or um, a guy who, um, th- who um, goes onto a stock logo site to do your bespoke logo. You don't get that if you go in with bes- knowing exactly what it is you want.
0: Um, I want to talk a little bit um, about using um, <sighs> content. I, my, my opinion is that the content really needs to be as much as possible with the creator, with, hmm. the, with, the, with you, the, the business By content owner. content you mean assets, um, like, um, like, like, assets. like like assets. Okay, for instance, I think you should, while you might use a copywriter to clean up your blog a little bit, I think that you need to write your blog. Does that, you know, that stuff like that. Like, I think that you, because I think it needs to be in your voice. I think yeah. it needs to be what you want to say about the subject. I mean, even if you're, you know, you don't like to write. So you pick up your cell phone and you dictate your blog and you send it to a copywriter who can like, you know, make sure that the spelling is right, but still keep your voice and do the whole thing. Um, you know, so so I think that um, stuff like that kind of needs to stay with you. Right? What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Right? You wouldn't. What are your thoughts on
1: that? I, so I agree. And the reason why I agree is because that's. Not only is it, like I said, before your persona, you, who, what you stand for, what you da- don't stand for, you have your own vision on things and you are your own person. And the hardest thing for me to do as a marketer and as a designer is the right copy Um, without any kind of knowing what you're about. Mm. And if you're, if you get in there and at least start like chewing out your copy and getting it to a certain point, you could always give me pieces and maybe you're like, Hey, I'm going to write a blog on this topic. And I saw this, so this is my opinion on it. And then I saw that and that's my opinion on it. And here's what I got, but I can't totally finish an article. At least that gives me something Mm. to work on. Otherwise I'm. I'm creating your character. Like I'm totally like, I don't know if what I'm writing is who you are or what you're about at all. I'm just doing the best I can. You know what I mean? So that's why, you know, a lot of marketers and you guys being musicians, you have to be marketers. Okay. Mm. You're, you've got to be able to present that character, that persona, what you stand for. And that's why most marketers, they'll do like a podcast or, you know, or a webinar over and over and over and over again to find their voice. Once you find your voice though, and you've done it for a while, um, if it's on a specific topic or a specific end goal, um, then your marketer can come in and help you because they can listen to it. They can start writing a little bit in your voice and help you out there, but you really need to do the groundwork. And build yourself up to a certain level of cop in your copy and in your content. So so we know what
0: I, know, and, what, and what, I think a lot of that can be done by just what Joe said, just presenting or just find a low risk audience. Like a you know what I mean? So like and I'm just gonna go back to this. We talked about something like a Facebook group with people who you who you brought in, who know who you know or you're comfortable with, you like, whatever they like you, and maybe start doing a weekly or daily mm-hmm you know, little five minute, 10 minute, something, uh, play a song, talk to the audience for a little bit, get, get your groove, figure out who you are. Um, uh, and then I think that your copy and everything will sort of flow. And then, and then you have something to show. So if you do hire somebody like Joe, um, to do stuff for you, he's got some, uh, uh, he's got a good library of things that he can look at and go, okay. I know what this person is doing. I I see what their, what their approach is. I see where they're coming from. This makes a lot more sense. Okay. I can sort of, now I can put this in, you know, and I can find the key stuff and the keywords and I can find the phrases and stuff that are going to, you know, tweak people. And, and that's what a good copywriter will do. Um, uh, Another thing I want to mention just very quickly is, is list management. Um, And this is something that, again, I think that you should write the emails um, but in terms of understanding all the nuances of active campaign or uh, infusion shaft or whatever it is that you like to use, I really think that there are people out because these programs have become so nuanced and you can do so much with them. Somebody that really understands this stuff can do it, can like, Really, tease out way better results out of that list than you can on your own. This is something I've learned in the beginning. You know, we all had MailChimp, <laughs> whatever, and it was just send out the mail, but it's become a thing now where if they do, they take this action, then they get this email. If they take that action, they get this email. Things are being kind of looped around. People are being tagged to be retargeted to a week later. Um, you, I don't believe that you should be too caught up in the technical aspect of that you sh- if you're working with somebody who's helping with your list management you need to have a conversation uh i want folks if who haven't who didn't respond to this offer to be retargeted um uh, you know in 3 days if people who do respond to this offer here's the here's the next piece joe i want them to see and we could you know see you ha- you're still involved it isn't like just coasting
1: the best person to help with something like that, like when I coach other coaches or I coach someone who's a mastermind leader or something, um, I always tell them, keep the message with you. you know, If you can, like if you're writing a message in your email, so forth and so on, um, do that, then have, um, an overview of your overall marketing structure. So like, no, okay. I have a authority website here, which would be your band website. And then I have a couple CD um, promotion funnels that I'm doing. Maybe I have a gig funnel. Um, I know that when someone goes here, they could go here or here. So have that all mapped out visually and know like, okay, I know this is what's going on in my business, but I don't have to build it. I, you know, I get Joe to do the click funnels, funnel building. And I have a guy who does all my active campaign stuff. And I have a guy that does all my many chat stuff. And if I want to add a message because I just came out with a new song in the many chat to get them to go to a new funnel then I contact my many chat guy and then contact funnel guy and I make sure they're communicating or I control that communication. You don't need to know the structure of all these things and what's changing and what's going on there. Um, You need to know the overall strategy of your business, the overall structure and process of your business And then you need to get deep with relationships and content. Okay. Now some of the minor relationship communication, you can have someone else do. If you have someone you really trust, who's been in like your inner circle or your Facebook group for a long time. And then you're like, Hey, I'm going to pay this person to just share information, facts, things they've seen in the group that's already in the group. But when it's like one-on-one you know that level of communication with the the musician, which you you know you'd be the business owner in that case. Um, that should be done by you. Does that make sense? Mm.
0: I, I, I agree with um. I I pretty much I pretty much completely agree with that. Um, there's just yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, what did you say? You said the content and the relationships, because people <laughs> want to know that they're talking to you. I mean, we, you know, if you're using a um, uh, the chat, like we're using many chats, so yeah, we make it very clear from the beginning that they're not, you know, they've entered into a sort of automated thing, um, and at any time they can ask to speak uh, to somebody. So that that's how we we handle it. Um, I I think that there's again there's a time and a place for that. So uh, Joe rattled off a few things, like a funnel expert somebody's uh, expert with uh, you know the actual uh, uh, email uh, <laughs> platform that you're that, that you're going to use um, and then possibly having somebody who's like maybe a uh, like a super fan or a student or somebody who can maybe occasionally help you in uh, you know uh, managing social social media <clears throat> um, I mean I have somebody my assistant from the Philippines like he manages uh, the social media stuff but it, it's what we post is all sort of just fun kind of stuff. I'm not posting uber personal uh things most of the time and I I have my personal reasons for wanting to do it that way. Um it's what I call conversation starter kind of mm. posts, you know, stuff like that. Um but uh you know, so so I think that that and that has worked great for us. We get tons and tons and tons of interaction. Um so it it's just a matter the devil's in the details is exactly what you're doing um, does matter. Another thing that that, that is a um, a partner for you, a, a part of you should be part of your team at some point, like it's, it's this all goes back to what Carrie said at the beginning, like, are you ready? You know, what's you know, what you should, who you should hire depends on where you are and what you're doing. Those are great questions. But at some point, once you do start putting out music and having uh, merchandise and stuff like that, you're going to think about merchandise fulfillment um, and so there's so there's different components to that, you know. Uh, right now, for me personally, we're using like a digi jam and some stuff like that just to kind of like it's just print on demand. It's still using digi jam, uh, yeah, it's still there. I never got rid of it, I never <laughs> tossed it. Um, and what's the other one we're using? We're I don't using-
2: know if DigiJam used DigiJam these days. Uh, who else? We-
0: what's the other one we were using? Uh, I
2: don't know. Um, I think we, last time we did Printful. something, I think we ended up going through. Um, Printful.
0: Printful. Uh, who Printful. did we go through? Printful. Printful.
2: Printful. Print- Printful. Well, because they're, they're like middlemen. They like put you in touch with. Diff- but it's great to work with because there's these companies that then like, aggregate um, different printers around them. And the great advantage of something like that is it means you can go international. And if you're online, you are international. Yeah. So that if somebody orders one of your shirts from the US and someone else orders one from the UK and someone else does in Holland, then you can get that fulfilled by the printer as close as possible to where they are. Right. And that means that, you're not paying, that you don't have to charge them the same shipping. They're going to get oh, it yeah. quicker. Yeah. The only problem is they won't all have the same base products. So there might be compromised there. But at least then... and all, The other thing it also means then is that if you've um, got something in your shop that you want to sell, and then you get a better deal on producing it, you can just change um, whoever's fulfilling it without the customer ever being any
0: the wiser. Absolutely. There's so much great stuff out there in terms of that, but that is part something that needs to be part of your team at some point is to have merchandise fulfilled, you know. And there is the light version with Printful and these sort of things. where you are kind of like managing it. Maybe, maybe you're managing, or maybe you have a VA. This is something that maybe you're a student or a friend or whatever that you mm. give a few dollars to or help out. You know, sort of handles for you or. You know, you start to if you find you're really growing, then you go the Leah direction and you get a full like Shopify store, and that is mm. another version of a sort of partner that you're going to be working with. It's a big company, etc. However. Um, it there's time for that, so you have to f- see where you are. So, and maybe in the beginning, the t-shirts or somebody sends you an email and you send them a t-shirt. Maybe that's how it works in the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. But looking at these, I I think that the merchandise fulfillment and it's printful. I'm sorry, not did you jam? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think looking into that is also makes a lot of economic sense for uh indie musicians because you don't have to have a hundred t-shirts in your basement that you may or may never sell. Right. Mm-hmm. You know.
2: And the time to get it is um, when you. Well, again, when um, when the world stops ending, we're back out on the road again. That's when the apocalypse when is over, and we all yeah,
0: we all come out of our holes. <laughs> yeah,
2: I've got to say, actually, something else I've been doing lately um, under another guise. Um, I, I, I put a book out on um, Amazon recently, and it was really just to like sort of get you to the process more than actually sell the book. But I was actually quite um, impressed with the way that works. In the, and I've, I've been trying it with a few um, book um, publishers as well. Um, and out of all of them, there's so many things that can go wrong with that. Like Little things, because like I use LibreOffice, and it will mess up the page numbering if you're not careful. And it took me ages just to stop it messing, just, to, just, to, just to get the page numbering right through this book. You'd think that would be an easy thing. And there's so many little things like that that you'll end up tearing your hair out over. So that's the sort of thing you might farm out to somebody who knows what they're doing. But on the other hand, having done that now, I sort of feel like better process. I feel like I'm in a better situation to do it next time. Um, But something like that, um, what I found with Amazon, for example, with the books, is like I thought, right, I can get that up there now, and people can um, sell it. But also, I now know how to get them at print costs, so then I can take them out, and uh, and that's actually better than this is. This is something I had against Amazon before, was that. To get to to, there was just no profit margin in there. They seem to actually address that with some of these things. What used to be Create Space is now um, Kindle Out Publishing, and it sounds like this is the sponsor's message, but it's not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, when yeah, I uh, suggest
1: a lot of people use Amazon for their books.
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did too. I did Create Space uh, about ten years ago. Yeah, I did a book, I wasn't yeah. a fan of Create
2: Space, but I am a fan of KDF. It was very cumbersome. KDF. It if you're not really a cumbersome. designer,
1: though, I wouldn't suggest anyone sit there and lay out their book and, you know, get all the page numbering right, get all the headers and footers right, lay out the ads in the book, you know, for whatever the book's end goal is, or any of that, um, the cover, design the cover, that you guys, you know, unless you're a designer and you enjoy that, and you're good at it, then give that to someone else, because that's not going to spend a lot of time, but writing the book itself is really... Um, something you should do mm. um, and then putting it up on Amazon and stuff like that you can get other people to do that as well um, it's I don't think it's really that hard but if you know it all depends on how much time you have for every business everything you add to your business whether it's an album a book whatever it is it adds a level of complexity and multiple steps that have to be done when you're getting ready to do that step ask yourself like is this gonna take you know, a few hours. Is this going to, you know, mm. how long is this going to take? What are my resources? And should I be doing this right now? Mm. You know, is there someone I can get to do yeah. this for very cheap yep. or, and is it going to take away from my next song or my next album?
0: Some or folks Carrie is Carrie. You are incredibly uh, curious person. Mm. Um, you're always trying to learn new things. So I commend you on that. I would, <laughs> I would not have the patience for that, my friend. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's probably that's that's probably to my detriment. Actually, that I spent that. Um, it's like I've always heard about sort of people who sort of always want to learn the next step rather than. It also feels then that like the thing you produced, you don't feel is good enough, so you're not really like pushing it as you should because like you think, oh, I need to make it better first. So you're always like sort of trying to go for that next step and. Um, you talking to me, you carry. Uh, so I think just generally, but, like, but having, having done that, the essentially, right. Actually, maybe I should actually sort of sell the shit I've got first before. I'll do the next one. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> you got some. you got people out there who want to know every little detail and they want it to be perfect before it goes out. Mm. And then, you know, you got people who just want it done. And, you know, there's a mix between what is going to benefit you the most. Mm. Um, and so, find those people who have already figured that stuff out. If you don't want to do it, if you want to do it, I, I guess do it. But ask yourself, what is that taking away from doing?
2: I think the other thing is what we've always all, we've seen sort of people as well who've had massive reach and who've done really good selling. And then you look at the product, and there's like little errors left and right, and things you think I'd never I never want to put my name to that. But then you realize that they kind of know what's important. And then know that no one actually gives a shit about those little details. what I, they give a shit about is that it 's out there and they can I, buy it
0: i got to tell you something guys That's i 'm so glad you brought that up because this is something i 'm learning with youtube um, <laughs> i was i 'm very hit i 've been very hit or miss with YouTube because I look at um, some of my YouTube heroes. And their videos look so good. I mean, these look, these guys are, I mean, you know, I I can't figure out how, you know, half of what they're doing just from the technical aspect of doing the video. And I get very, very overwhelmed. Um, And I, and then then there's a couple other guys I look, that I follow whose videos are way produced, way, 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 way less. Mm. And they have just as big followings. And so it gets that's what it gets to. It gets to the heart of what are what is your audience really, really about? You know what I mean? They may put up with they, they may not care as much about all the little tricky editing that you're doing and stuff like that. Can they hear and see you? Are you giving content that they find interesting and that's it. So, so if you have a weird, you know, font or something like on the screen to Mm -hmm. like, or your, or your dissolves or whatever are cheesy or, you know, Mm -hmm. because the guy I'm thinking off the top of my head, I was, I was looking at his videos. I was a guy follow and his like intro and stuff like it, a really like look really like 2002, like really like, cheesy stuff, but he's got a giant... He's got a huge, huge, huge following. So apparently... That doesn't matter. And uh, I also wanted to add one more uh, uh, thing before we wrap up today. I heard an interview this morning with Scott Adams. And those of you don't know Scott yeah. Adams, is he's the guy that writes – Dilbert. Dilbert. And yeah. um, he, has, he wrote a book uh, about uh, something to the effect that how to fail over and over but still be a success or something like that. I'm saying that wrong. But yeah. in the interview, he was saying that what's more important is not to be like some amazing – this or that, you know, he's like, I'm not the greatest cartoonist. I'm not the greatest writer. I'm not. He says, but I know enough about several subjects that I was able to cobble that together to make something out of what I do. And I think that that is really great advice for anybody in business, but especially for musicians. You don't have to be the greatest guitarist. You don't have to be the greatest singer, the greatest producer, the greatest songwriter. But do you know enough about those things that you can, like, communicate to people, that you can maybe touch people? And That's really, even if it's wonky, even if your camera's crooked, you know, stuff like that. I think Mm -hmm. that that gets to the bigger picture. I'm really glad that you... uh, that you brought that up because sometimes we are focused we just get a wild hair up our ass about like i have about youtube like it's gotta like i don't want to do it if it doesn't look like a scorsese production you know what i mean (laughs) and that's just stupid so i heard someone
1: say this in business and let me try to translate it into music um whoever you're working with okay if you're working with indie musicians who are just starting out and you're trying to teach them something, let's say like Lou has his, um, guitar and voice coaching. And we have this mastermind, um, wherever they're at, as long as you're like, you know, a few steps ahead of them, um, you can help teach them and bring yourselves up together. Okay. So if Lou goes out and he produces this high end video with, a studio and you know all these effects and stuff going on and there's someone who's just starting out in music like blue just said with his youtube um heroes um it's actually going to turn the beginning indie artist off because they're like well i can't achieve that video like i can't do all those high-end effects i don't have a studio i can't I can't do that. Therefore, I'm not going to follow Lou because I just know that I'm not looking to do that right now. I'm looking to be able to create a song. I'm looking to up my vocals. I'm looking to do these things, not be like a high-end video producer and that kind of stuff. So, you know, sometimes you don't need that is what I'm saying. And you'll turn your audience off because they're trying to be you Mm. or what they see you as being. And putting you on a pedestal that makes it makes you out of reach for them.
0: I I've, I I heard somebody talk about this on one of those one of the many uh, books I read on uh, in, in, on marketing. Might have been a Dan Kennedy book or something. But the guy was specifically talking about Carrie, uh, Don't don't. I hope you don't get upset. He was talking about Donald Trump and Bob <laughs> Kiyosaki and their real estate uh, coaching that they've done. There's a lot of people that forget that. These guys were big in real estate and that um the, what, the, what the guy in the book was saying was like, yeah, that's cool, but you're just starting out in real estate. Find the guy that's the rock star in your town in real estate and learn from him get started there don't don't worry about bob kiyosaki who you know who's selling you know multimillion dollar hotels in hawaii or whatever he's doing cuz you're not like that's just going to like that's great to maybe kind of you know put on your vision board <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, right now, today, you want to be able to flip that house. So find guys that, are, that like you can relate to that will help you get there. And then you can worry about what you want to do yeah. uh, down the road. So I think it's a good idea that sometimes like this over perfection that we try to do yeah. is really, really kind of can uh, can actually turn people off. For, well, that goes for back to what,
2: what we're saying before, that we're not in the same business as Taylor Swift. You
0: know boom goes to dynamite mm, yeah. quote of the day from Carrie. We're not in the same <laughs> business as Taylor Swift. <laughs>
1: just, just get started. And when you run into a roadblock, decide, do oh, I need to learn this? Or is there someone in my circle or someone I can go to a website to help me with this for fairly cheap? that would save me time.
0: Um, and don't be afraid guys. Uh, I always put the link to our mask master- right now. It's free uh, to link to our mastermind. Um, and you can always ask questions in there. And you're going to get, you know, honest, straight up help. People will say, no, nah, that's something you might want to talk to a professional about. Or they may say, no, 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 no. All you got to do is these three things and it you can get it done yourself or whatever. Uh, that's the importance of having folks like me and Carrie and Joe and uh, all the different people in the group uh, around you is, uh, you know, chances are one of us has been through it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so, so don't forget, to, you know, having good people around you to kind of like bounce these, these things off of, um, you could just simply be looking at it wrong or taking it too seriously or not taking it serious enough. Um, and, uh, th- th- that's a great way to, that's like, I think my opinion, my final word on it is like, if you got to start somewhere, get into some kind of mentoring, um, mm. uh, mastermind or, uh, or coaching or something like that to, you know, and, and if it, and, you know, don't be afraid to try different ones. I've tried everybody. I've literally tried everybody and have somebody
2: and have somebody in your team that can kick your ass. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's the point too. a mastermind group. We should be, they should, you know, it should be kind of like a friendly uh, sort of challenging little friendly kind of competition, Mm. you know, uh, motivational, make you feel like, Oh, I think I could, I want to, wow, look what he's doing over there. I kind of want, I think I could, do that or you know uh, uh, oh man I don't want to be left behind I don't want to show up this week to the meeting and not have everything done right Joe We that's how we go with Becky and everything so you know so they're, they're, they're important things to consider that's my final word on it Joe anything else you want to say before we wrap up yeah
1: I'd say you know that's what we're trying to achieve here like we'd love for a few um, members to come on every once in a while and ask us questions we have a diverse um, you know circle of influence we have a diverse experience level between all of us um and we're very open about saying what that is and also you know if you don't if you can't or you know come on then don't be afraid in in the comments or whatever if any of you call me carrie or lou out to answer something i'm sure we'll answer it as soon as we see it it's not you know we're not going to do it within an hour, but once we see it, I'm sure we that's what we're here for guys. Yep. We're here to help. And the more you guys interact, the more, the better this all becomes actually.
0: Absolutely. And Carrie, any final thoughts other than we're not in the same business as Taylor Swift? <laughs> well,
2: I, I think we're there. Basically. Okay. But basically what we said is um, everyone you work with know what they do, have somebody who will make you put your ideas up, Always and, keep moving forwards and then expand as you go.
0: And uh Carrie, how do people find you again? KJKmusic.co.uk And Joe.
1: Uh Lulombardirocks.com. Just um go to the bot and say my name.
0: Say my name. And uh, you can, as well, LouLombardiRocks.com. You've been listening to leather, another Ludini Rock and Roll Circus Musicians Mastermind. Guys, it was a great talk today, and I hope you got a lot out of it. Feel free to drop those questions in the group. I always put the link in the notes, so it's always there um, on Podbean and uh, YouTube and all the places where we post the podcast. So, All right, guys, have a great week. We'll catch you next time.